Welcome back to the Combat Corner. And today we're covering the Almeida versus Derek Lewis card. Got my co-host with me, Bruno, as always. And let's jump into it. All right, so let's start with the prelims. Wait, before we even jump into it, did you like see your see your picks? Did you how much you went for picks? Yeah, I went seven and three. Confidently, I could have been eight and two if somebody didn't do some fuck shit. But um, we'll get into that in a little bit, you know. I mean, I know my picks was like like maybe like three, like three picks I got. But other than that, it was just terrible for me. Um. But, you know, I didn't have that much hope going into this card, you feel me? <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Yeah, we could see you were just kind of... Let's jump into it. In on the facts. Lightweight bout. Kawe Fernandez versus Mark Diakasi. I remember how to pronounce his name, Jacasey. Jacasey, yeah. Jacasey. So, as for further proceedings of any name dropping, it's going to be done by Bruno, you feel me? Yeah. I don't mean to um, say your names like terribly, but it just happens. I can't stop that. Mm-hmm. So, lightly about who you had on your pick here. I had Jacasey. All right. So, what did and you see in here that? I mean, the fight itself, like, I was nervous for the Jacasey pick, honestly. When I first, as soon as I seen the fight start, I was a little nervous because Jacasey. Even though he got the win in this one and in his, his new fashion of fighting, you know, his game plan worked. But looking at him, man, he was oh, still you could really you could really tell like he's a vet and you could really tell it's a late it's late in his career, you know, like uh I just didn't feel confident on the feet. I was scared at every moment. Um the striking's become a little predictable. And it's not like he's he he's taking you down and dominating you. He's just kind of laying and praying type of thing, you know. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Knowing what this guy was in the beginning of his career, he definitely seems a little like he. I feel like he might have taken the edge out of uh, competition. Like he's he's just there to try and win. He's not really there to try and dominate or anything like that. And I feel like for a, a fighter, um, if that wasn't your original mindset fighting. And it's coming towards the end of your career too. It's just not a good mindset to have. I feel like you know. Uh, I Especially feel like his next in lightweight. Yeah, I feel like his next fight or so he's gonna get probably. It's it's coming to an end. Cause I I was like you know I appreciate somebody adding a wrinkle to their game, but um, especially watching this fight, I was just very unimpressed. He got the decision. You know he he got enough control time on the ground, um, and that's about that. You know. You know, I feel the same way. You uh, you know, the lightweight division, as I said, is one of the most dangerous divisions that we have in the game in fighting sports. And you can't be shaky coming into this league. And especially at the end of your career, lightweight is a, it's a great task to behold. So, you know, hopefully you could keep going, but I don't see another victory coming in too. Yeah. Now we got to the woman's strawweight bout. Yeah, um, Eduardo Mora versus Montserrat Ruiz. Um, I believe I had Montserrat Ruiz. You had her. You I had think Montserrat so. Ruiz in the one. I think oh, so. My God. I didn't, you know, Jesus Christ, bro. I didn't really care. I just was here just to be here. You feel me? 
damn, bro. Well, let's nah, see. She got destroyed. Yeah, I, mean, I heard. The best Did thing she about get KO'd? She got basically taken down both rounds, and it was a TKO to, like, strikes mm. on the ground. But, yeah, she had nothing. She had nothing. Like, it, the best thing about this fight is that we don't have to see her no more because I think that's <laughs> her third L in a, lo- a row. Um, No, seriously, this is – this. we can't – we're – the UFC is competing with, with with boxing now. You know, it used to yeah. be we were the joke. Oh, we were the joke of the 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 sports world. Um, we used to be, you know, something to be ashamed of in a way to some people. You know, mm-hmm. and um, now that we have a bigger stage, we got more people coming in, more casuals, and everybody looking in. We can't have people like this in the in in, in the sport no more, bro. <laughs> This girl, I can't tell you one thing she does well, and she got dominated right away, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that just goes so much to say on how the women's division has to, you know, be better than what it was. And for sure, for sure, they got to step up. Yeah, you can't. What gets me mad about when certain UFC fighters don't perform, like, I understand when you know there's a injury like in battle or you're coming off some like mental turmoil, those may be different circumstances. But if you're coming in and you're just like not in it to fight, you're going to get beaten. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So and, and Eduardo Mora, in all respect to her though, like I'm, I'm shitting on uh, Ruiz, but Mora did her thing. You know, she's, she's super technical. One thing I would say is uh, make weight next time. That's yeah. She pretty, was off by like what? Five pounds. I think three, but still, either way, you know. Um, yeah. Making just, weight is just very have crucial. Some respect, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess there's not really much to see from this. You know, Eduardo Mora, she might be a problem. She might not be because Ruiz is just so bad. that. It, um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see for me. Yeah. Um, the women's division, I'm in it to see new blood. I'm in it to see um, more diverse I guess people, and because the women's division, like we have, we had some serious champions, but now the sport is evolving so much that we could see like beasts as champions. Yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately, what I'm seeing uh, a big, um, a big uh, influx of, of is um, a lot of girls coming in trying to be Instagram models. <laughs> yeah. You know. I feel like Paige Van Zandt kind of started this wave of like, if, if you're a pretty girl, you don't got to take the fighting as serious because just get that Instagram following up and you can go um, either fight in smaller promotions, get a little bag and, and make even more Instagram followers or just get your name out in the UFC and then just go ahead and become a full-fledged Instagram model after a while. Karate and, hottie. At least the karate hottie fights, you know. That, That's facts. She gets, she gets destroyed. <laughs> That's definitely for the love of the game, you know. She's not doing this for. She could have been left. Um, nah, she's in it for the love of the game. I'm and not I talking about her. I'm talking about like, I don't know what Montserrat Ruiz. I don't know what you've been working on. You've been away from the game for two years. I haven't seen. I didn't see shit. Like, you know, some I don't, people want shit on nobody too much. But it, it was just bad. It was just really bad. Let's just go to the next one. All right. I can't even think about this. Woman's strawweight bout again. Yeah. Uh, Angela Hill versus Denise Gomes. And I went Denise Gomes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. For me, I did. 
as I've said before, you know, it could be a different situation, but, you know, it just didn't happen. I'm not trying to kick you while you're down, bro. I'm not trying to kick you while you're down. <laughs> but Angela Hill, man, also, I told y'all, in. man. I told y'all. But, but no, nah, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Angela Hill is getting a little worrisome now. Because um, Angela Hill's always been... I don't, I don't understand how narratives get built and stuff around fighters. Like, I, I was hearing people say Angela Hill doesn't have that dog in her to take the, to do this fight. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm thinking, like, y'all looking at Denise Gomes like she's a dog. She's never had any. She's never had any competition, bro. She's never had. She's never had to face any adversity. Facts. To be honest, Angela Hill faces adversity all the time. Yeah, every fight is some, and, some and, other thing. It's crazy. And she don't get finished from strikes, you know. Um, so I feel like I don't understand how narratives are built, but the only way I saw Angela Hill winning this fight was with that veteran savvy and that that ability to dig deep and make it dirty. And that's exactly what she did. Um, I feel like people were looking at it like Denise Gomes was going to do that to Angela Hill. And I didn't see it from the tape. So, but what I would say is. When is Angela Hill's like next run to championship because i've been seeing her pretty like around here for a while i think angela hill is one of these fighters How is there, at this like, point in her career where i don't think she's thinking about the belt i think she's just thinking about fun fights and i respect that interesting i don't think because because when they was kind of asking for a call out she was just like oh i just want rematches with the girls that i lost <laughs> get back like, and i understand of, that so I respect that OD. Angela Hill, great. Um, first round, uh, she let Denise Gomes get some momentum down, mm-hmm. I believe, towards the end of the round. And it was looking a little scary there for a moment. But, you know, she dug deep, got out of that situation. And from there on, she just kept the game plan super solid. She wasn't overcommitting. She knew what kind of, you know, she knew there was some power on the other side of her. Yeah. Um, she forced her to defense with the teeps with the jab, with the... And, and she never overcommitted. They, they mentioned that. Dean Thomas mentioned it, I think, um, how she she really was throwing arm punches. And I think that was just the goal, like just out-volume her, mm-hmm. capture, and then push her to the fence and do your work. She did great work in the clinch. Yeah, um, she, she took she it down when she could. Her ground, not her ground, but her, her cage work is insane. I would say that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And and what I, one thing I would say all for for Angela I want to keep seeing her fight you know the the only times that she had issues in this fight is when you know she's a very movement based fighter and that allows her to keep her hands a little lower mm-hmm. um and that's perfectly fine when you're in the middle of the cage but if you find yourself backed up with your back to the cage Angie I'm gonna need you to pick those hands up just a little bit and throw just a little just put them just put them to your face because um the only moments that Denise Gomez really the only good moment she had in this fight was when she pushed Angela back and Angela kept those hands down. Mm-hmm. Just when you get to the cage, bring that tie style back, bring that high guard up and move out the way. You know, speaking about keeping the hands up, you know, I'm not really much of a fan of like low hands fighters. But like mm-hmm. unless like you you've been like, you know, um, like the Wonder Boy, you know what I'm saying? You're coming in like with some karate, like uh, mastery, but you know, you get punched to your head, that's a KO. 
feel uh-huh. me? So I think the always the best thing to do is keep your hands up. Listen, I here's the thing. I, I'm not like if this was a young fighter, you know, we could we could say a different type of addition, but I'm just saying Angela Hill at this point in her career, she she has her habits and whatnot. I'm just saying add a new habit. When you're on the fence, bring the hands up. Otherwise, the style works for her. It helps her pop out that jab from unexpected angles, you know, uh, the counters as well, because she's shooting more from the hip. You can't really, you don't know if it's a hook or a straight. So if that works for you, that's fine. And and I, like I said in the beginning, she moves a lot. Yes, yeah, she so does. If that helps for her movement, then okay, because the movement is, is her defense in the middle of the cage. But when you're on the fence, just just put the hands up. That's the, that's what I would say, you know. All right. So yeah. Okay. Hopefully she gets to fight again. We see her, Dana. You know what you need to do. Um, light heavyweight bout. This one was spicy. <laughs> yeah, Vitor Petrino versus Modestus Pukowskis. So I went Modestus Pukowskis. You know what I'm saying. I was just in here to add some spice to the parlays, but um, quadruple homicide. Yeah, I seen <laughs> I seen a man die in the ring. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? My my stream literally paused right before that moment, okay. and by the time I turned it back on, I see Vitor Petrino cheering on the fence. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Go back. Um. But yeah, what what do you think, bro? What do you think? I think that you know definitely take some time to recover. Take some time to understand that you know you gotta level up your game to stand up with these people, man. Now speak of keeping your hands up, bro. <laughs> Feel me? You like should have kept his hands this up. This is what I'm trying to say. I'm not like you know, keep your hands up, man. That's all I'm asking of people and fighters. Don't use your face and think your chin is going to hold it, bro. Your chin is not going to hold it. Um, but yeah. So, but as you said, bro, the Vitor Petrino, he's coming. Um, I feel like he's a little slept on. Honestly, I I, I don't want to, like, die on this hill or nothing, but I think Vitor Petrino might be a problem. Listen, hopefully. I'm with it. I'm parlay uh, on him. And I'd like to mention, like in this fight, something that I appreciated. Uh, um, this could this could be taken um, two ways. Like it could be good, positive or negative, you know. But mm-hmm. what I noticed um, in this fight is he was a lot more patient with his entries. Uh, he was right outside a boxing range, which against Bukowskis might not be the best thing, but uh, he was moving out the way. And and I just appreciated that with his offense, he was taking a little bit more time to try and get the best timing. And um, against certain opponents, like let's say that was against Izzy, I know that's far along the line, if he's successful or whatnot. But if you're if you're taking your time like that against Izzy, um, in the way that Vitor Petrino fights, you might get your legs kicked out from under you. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh, light heavyweight. I'm bugging. Um, but any like a leg kicker or or a, a rangy kickboxer. But uh, as you get higher in the division, you get people with more power. So it is pretty smart to time your entries a little better. So yeah, I think uh, I think I, it's good to see. I feel like that's the little tiny uh, improvement I've seen to Vitor Petrino's game, and and it worked out for him this night. So yeah, let me let me see who. 
we got in a light heavyweight division real quick. I just want to see who's in the rankings right now. Light heavyweight, flyweight, welterweight. Jamal Hill is a champion right now. Not for long. It's about to be Alex uh, Pereira versus uh, Yuri Prohaska again. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see that fight, man. I think that's next week, isn't it? Yeah, November eleventh. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. Oh, light heavyweight division is gonna be insane, bro. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be insane. We got other that co-main event fight too. Is is it's gonna be that's ending in a KO for sure. But okay. yo, check check like the the bottom five of the of the light heavyweight division and see how Vitor Petrino. I think he would stack up against them. All right, I got you right now. Light heavyweight bottom five. So at number fifteen, we got Dustin J- Jacoby. Oh, Jacoby. Yeah, you know what? All right, name number 14 then. Uh, Alonzo Menenfield. Menenfield? He might be able to beat him, not going to lie. Yeah, I feel like him and Menenfield are kind of from the same cloth, but I'm just seeing uh, I'm just seeing a, a better things from Petrino right now. Then we have uh, 13, Dominic Reyes. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Dominic, Dominic Reyes. Like, I've seen the clip again against uh, Yuri Prochoza. And he KO'd him crazy. Yeah, but he was he was landing some offense too. Yeah. Um. Damn. That he's at thirteen. Yeah. Damn. That twelve. That shit might be stacked. Twelve is Azamat Merkaskov. Honestly, I never really heard of him before, so I really don't know about him. Eleven. We have Khalil Rutenry Jr. Khalil Roundtree? Yeah. Oh, that would be a fun fight. Yeah, yo, we got some fun fights. for. I'm not saying Vitor Petrino's in the top 15 now, but soon, maybe. He you can know? climb up the division know. for sure. It'll be interesting, some of these guys. I would like to see him against um one of those other, like, big, big, strong guys like uh, Menafield or um, Anthony Khalil Smith Roundtree would be fun, eight, too, bro. Listen, man, I don't, I'm not, I don't I'm not agree with that placement, but... Um, Okay, wow. Number eight? Wow. <laughs> All right, bro, let's get to the next fight before like, before you go on a rant about Anthony Smith, bro. Top 10. I'm just saying. Oh, wow. Um, All right, let me go back to the fight. Okay. All right, next fight is a welterweight bout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renat Fakradinov versus Lesu Zaleski Dos Santos. I didn't see that fight. I really never saw that fight. But I've seen on That's the stats crazy. it came as a draw. Yeah, and I'm tight because um, then we both have Renat going for, um, yeah, the submission. And I would say, I would say this is all Renat's fault, honestly. Um, Alessio, even though we picked against him, we both said he's a he's a he's he's a bit of a problem. You know, he he he's a dangerous opponent. You're not supposed to take him lightly. Exactly. And Renat was pissing me off from the first round. It all smiles, bro. All just <laughs> laughing and stuff. And it was pissing. No, and it. I mean, like, bro. Rewatch this shit. Like, right. like, go on the stream and watch the shit afterwards, bro. Every single exchange, bro. These guys were just would do a little chuckle and a little laugh afterwards. Oh, and it was all Renat. It was all Renat doing that shit. He he was just like laughing and chuckling. It's not a game. Um, he dropped them in the first round. Won the first round for sure. 
dropped him and, and got on top of him. Da, 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 right? Nice. Second and third round, bro. I think he maybe shot twice, bro. Why? Like real, like real shots, like real, like actually he was trying to take him down, probably twice. And then the third round, I think when shit was getting hairy for him, he tried some panic takedowns because, um, Damn. bro, this guy, this guy is really powerful, but he is not a good striker, bro. Yeah. He has the same overhand right. The like, uh, Alessio was timing it the whole time. Um, and he dropped him with a body shot, body shot in the third. So he's winning. He was winning the third round. Uh, Elezu was winning the third round with the striking, and then he dropped him with a with a body kick, I believe, with a teep. Uh, got on top of him and almost submitted him, and so they gave him the ten eight. So it was uh-huh. two rounds to one. But for honest, it really pissed me off because, bro, I could have been eight and two on this damn card if we're not Fakhradinov. Didn't think this was a fucking joke, bro. Uh, this guy's just playing around. You know, you got to take... All I can say is you got to take every fight seriously, no matter if the competition looks like a joke. You know? And it's, I, that's what I don't understand. This man is no joke. I don't even know what the hell you're laughing about, bro. That's what I'm saying. I, as I said, this, he's going to be a dangerous man, but, uh, you know, it's sad to see. And I hate seeing draws, so, like, come on, Renat. Think I really it. said I really said in the description of Renat that he 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 doesn't have any shame when it comes to to grappling. He's just gonna keep shooting, bro. This man completely disappointed, <laughs> completely just decided. Yeah, you know what? I dropped him once. Maybe let me be a striker. No, bro. Damn, damn, bro. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Renat, you know I have him winning whatever fight he's gonna come in next. I don't know who it's against, but let's see. Um, Honestly, bro. Definitely, you gotta keep your hands. I don't up. even know anymore. Word. I don't know how I feel about this man. I, if I get a, a interesting matchup in welterweight, bro, I'm, I'm I might pick the other guy. Let's see. Honestly. Let's see who who he got, who he's up against. And all right, let's go to the main event card. Catchweight bout: Elvis Burner versus you gotta say this man, Kanan Krushevsky. And was another KO. Um, Elvis Burner, how you feel about him? I know we talked about him previously, but how you feel about him after this? Um, he looked a lot. He looked really good in this fight, actually. Um, hair transplant, Brenner, that's a different guy, man. That's a different guy from what I've seen in the other fight, um, in his previous fights, because you see that weird ass shit on his head. Um, yeah, the Brazilians they really seem to care about their appearance a lot. You know, they they're always getting hair transplants and and all that. So, I, mean, I I don't know if it's a Brazil thing, but like, I mean, he he caught a KO. I'm not going to suspect something. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't hop out there with a hair transplant on my head. Like, what if someone knocks that shit off your head? But, um, he didn't have to worry about that here. Uh, Elvis Brenner, he looked really good. He looked really um, uh, uh, how do I say? He just looked a lot more dangerous in a way. Uh, which is weird to say because he 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 is uh, a nasty fighter, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, he really just caught El- uh, Krzyzewski on the way in, I think, with a counter left, I believe. <laughs> um, while he- while Krzyzewski was coming in for a strike and faceplant just killed this man, you know, uh, crazy, crazy. It was a good fire knockout. It was really fire. Um, Let's see bro. where he goes next. I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited to see. Him. Yeah. You could tell it was really last minute too, though, because um, Krzyzewski, bro, he was looking a little, a little full, 
<laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, but that's that's the risk you take, you know. I was the way I was approaching it. I was like, why did Elvis Brenner take this fight? I should have been thinking, why did Kanan take this fight? Yeah, why did he take this fight, man? I really yeah. like. Sometimes it's I understand, you know, pockets, but at the same time. You gotta strategize this a little better, bro. And come yeah. in, come in fit, ready to fight. <laughs> um, but okay, enough on that. Now let's go to the middleweight bout. Chao Baralho versus Abu Smagmedov. Now I thought Chao would have finished this fight at some point in time, whether it be a KO or submission. So I see him went to the decision. I'm happy he won. How you felt about this? No, I thought it was. I think I mentioned I th- thought it could be a decision. He, um, the great thing about Chow Barajo to me is he's smart, and that's pretty rare to see sometimes. Like, uh, up, it's like God nerfs you sometimes. You know, certain yeah. fighters will have all the best advantages. Some will have stronger bones than others. Some will have monster chins. Some will have the greatest reach. You know, some will be seven. I mean, six, seven, you know, or something like that. And then there'll be one fatal flaw, you know. And yeah. Chow Barajo, the way he's built, you would think maybe this guy's retarded. You know? Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> mentally inept, you know, a little mentally inept. Maybe he had some of that Michael, um, Michelle Pera in him, you know. Maybe. Some of that. Maybe. Um, some of these low IQ moments, you know. But no, Chow Barajo, he takes this shit serious. Every fight, you see him bring something different. You know, he strategizes for his opponent. And uh, that's what he did. He was just basically walking him down whole fight, um, stinging him with the jab. Uh, and basically, he, I mean, he tried to take down Abu, stuffed it. But by the second round, you could already see Abu starting to get tired. So uh, this fight really made me realize Abu's the, the cardio really is a problem for this guy. Because uh, Abu, he was doing his thing too. But it's like if if if... In order for you to get your offense off, you're going to get tired like that, bro. Then what's the point, bro? Because you're going to get tired on defense. You're going to get tired on offense. You're just going to get tired, bro. And I agree. that's basically what happened. You know, get your cardio up there, bro. Like, bro, talk. You know, I, I hate to see. Like, I understand fatigue. But then, like, bro, you got to strategize, you know. And and this is a professional fighter. So I would assume that he, he is running. He is trying these things. So... I don't know if there's something wrong with his body. Is something you know? So everybody's different, you know. Maybe there's something wrong with his lungs or something. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But it's uh, adrenaline dump or something like that. It's just I don't I'm know, excited bro. to see who slowing down. Who Shao Baralo got, gets next? He called out Drickus Duplessis at the end. Oh really? That? Yeah, he called out Drickus and he said, "You can't hide from me." Oh, crazy. <laughs> That's a good call out, no, no lie. I mean, nah, listen, I'm waiting to see his uh his transgression through the UFC, bro. I think he could be a future problem in the division. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess let's see if Dana is going to put together this fight. Hopefully, that, that could be like a good, nice. That could be a fun one because I think Dana doesn't like Drickus for some reason. Like, so he could put that early next year. That would be a calm early next year fight. Yeah, so he might just want to give him a contender instead of giving him like a title eliminator or anything like that. He might just throw him against Chow. That would be a fun fight. I mean, let's see. Middleweight is also getting a little dangerous. Talking about IQ, man. <laughs> it would be the battle of IQ against just the pure 
that other word I said. Because Driggers do plus C, he, he's just in there to fight. He don't really think too much. Let's see. Uh, that would be a fun fight, yeah. Let's see, man. Dana, you know what you got to do. It's sanctioned by us. So let's see this. Let's see it go. Uh, heavyweight bout we got up next. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento versus Dante Mays. Yeah, we both said Rodrigo was taking that. Yeah, I, I one thing I will say for both of them, uh, Dante Mays included, the cardio held up pretty well for for they were throwing some heavy output. They were clinching up a lot, uh, and uh, for heavyweights, the amount of volume they were throwing, they held up for uh, for a while. I mean, we went to the decision. It was yeah. I thought it was it would have been over a lot quicker. Yeah, I thought this was gonna end in a KO somehow, somewhere. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's nice to see heavyweight bouts go to decision. I'm not gonna lie, because that means you know they they really put on a fight. They either really put on a fight or got fatigued. But now in the UFC, like we get less of that old, just fat heavyweight fighters, you know. Mm-hmm. So now it's gonna be a little, a little more intense. Okay, now for another spicy matchup: the welterweight bout. Gabriel Bonfim versus Nicholas Dabby, bro. I went with Nicholas Dabby. Yes, you did, bro. Yes, you did. And I should have, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, so how do you feel about what happened in that ring? I thought it was great, bro. I mean, like, the way I, uh, I was rooting for Angela Hill, you know, uh, a vet. And the crazy thing is, Nicholas Dabby doesn't even have a bad record. I think it was, like... Uh, let me see his record, bro. I'm about to really look I don't at this. Butcher it. All right, so he's he's twenty three four tw- and one. Twenty three four and one, bro. That's a good record. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And I feel like people really look at him as like a um, they just kind of look down on him, you know, maybe because of his age. But uh, this guy's pretty solid. He's just one of those cardio kind of guys that, and, and that's what he did. Uh, the way he. The way he decided in the second round after getting taken down in that first one, you know what? You know, I lost that round. Uh, it didn't go my way. I'm going to just rush across the cage and show this guy, like, I'm not scared. Yeah. And I feel like not only that, that also got Bonfim's adrenaline going. He probably dumped a bunch of energy into trying to take him down again. And um, and after he took him down and Dobby got up again, bro, he was just done. You could see. You know, and and the clinch work started showing, and he just did what he had to do. You know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where Dabby goes next, bro. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. like he's looking for top fifteen. You know, hopefully, hopefully they put him in and and they get his trajectory really out there before time fades away. You know, right? But let's see. I, I'm very happy he won. A very happy he won by KO, and. Dana, who do you have him up against next? This is a fighter we need to see be constant, you know? Not just sideline yeah, for like a new... year and then come back like now. Nah. Yeah, he could be a fun new addition to like the top 15, 20 of welterweight where we could really – this is a great – like I, I think I said it, like uh, the, this is what tests are for. You know, you see mm-hmm. if you fail or your pass, and he would be a great test. Um, and not only that, you know, work your way up the division at the same time. Um, it's just, I feel like he doesn't have that much hype yet to, to call out some of the bigger names. Yeah. Unfortunately. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. But he definitely, we, we could definitely see him go up there. 
And with that, to the heavyweight bout, the main event, um, Jalton Amido versus Derek Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said on on the pod before, I went with Derek Lewis straight off of just heart. <laughs> Yeah, and I knew he was probably gonna get outworked some way somehow, but to see him on Twitter, see him on Instagram, just being outworked like that, I was sad. Yeah, um, uh, well, I'll say Derek Lewis looks uh, in a lot better shape. Like I feel like he's really taking his career serious. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. And I love to see it, but I like I mentioned before. I guess it's it's not that bad because you didn't get knocked out, so it's not really career ending what happened here. You know, he he could just bounce back at any moment yeah. after this fight, and um, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, Jalton Almeida, he 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 took him down. <laughs> I I thought it was gonna be a submission or, a, oh my fault, a TKO or something, uh, bro. Jalton Almeida was in full mount multiple times in this fight. And he wasn't even throwing shots, bro. I'm confused at this. I don't know if he was too tired to throw a punch. Nah, he couldn't be too tired. From top mount? But then the next round, he could just go for a, for a takedown again. So I'm confused. Like, bro, what is going on here? You know? Um, do you think Do you think he, he he's going to go more up in the heavyweight division? I think you can't deny certain things about him. But I don't think anybody's excited to see him fight after this. Uh, yeah, I, I think like you're gonna that. have to give him, you're gonna have to give him some higher rank opponent, you know. But is anyone really dying to see this? Like Curtis Blades against him, that's what this was supposed to be originally. Um, you think Curtis Blades might have, like Curtis Blades, like he he's a strong man, you know. He's a, he's a striker. He could hit a punch, but if the UFC isn't too mad at this performance, I say they probably give him Curtis Blades again. And give him like a, a more challenging uh, test, you know, because yeah. Curtis Blades has a wrestling factor to him. Um, that's all I could really say, bro. I, he he has all the technique there, and but he started. I don't. I, I can't give an explanation. Was he tired? Was he? I, I really can't. You know, I don't know. I guess us as MMA fans. We're spoiled. Like, we think that yeah. everything has to be finished and everything has to be bloody. I mean, he did what, I guess, what you're supposed to do, you know? I mean, I understand. I'm not, you know, a win is a win. Some are very questionable, though, but you, it, as, as I said, and I'm going to say it again, when you go to the ground in UFC, in MMA, when you go to the ground, I either want to see you actively grappling, trying to get out of, like, submission attempts or just trying to get out of like half guard side guard i need to see you actively grappling and then mm-hmm. if you're on mount i need to see not just you sitting on top of someone be like oh yeah i'm gonna just lay on you like what is that either actively try to submit or actively try to ko and when we just see someone sit on top of another fighter especially for more than one round it's i don't like seeing it personally yeah you know i think was it his fatigue? Was it not? I'm not sure what it was, but definitely you can't just lay on other heavyweight champion. You can't lay on other heavyweight fighters in this division. Yeah, and I think Derek Lewis, um, 
I don't think Derek Lewis is trying to contend for a title. I think he's just trying to get bigger and bigger money fights. Yeah, he's so just in he here doesn't... for he's just in here for the love of sport, really. Yeah, I don't think he's mad. He's I like the Chuck Norris that mad. <laughs> he's just here to be here. Yeah, I think uh, like because when he did try to stuff some takedowns, he actually was able to stop Almeida. It's just the second shot. He would just give up right away. He wasn't giving up, but he was just trying to go for that Hail Mary uh, uppercut hook combo, you know, like the shit he hit, uh, what's his name, Curtis Blades with. And it's like, bro, that shouldn't be your number one plan. That You should put that out there to try and prevent people from keeping people from trying to shoot on you. When somebody's in on a double leg, bro, you got to start defending that exactly. stuff. Stop trying to hit the side of the head. Um, so honestly, Derek Lewis, do we know who his training camp is with? Is he just training like by himself? Nah, he definitely has a camp. I, I think it's somewhere in Texas. Um, mm. Hopefully, yo, Derek Lewis, go see. No, Cowboy. I don't think, I, I don't think that Derek Lewis, like if Derek Lewis invested himself, he could be like, he could be crazy with actually it. contending for a title. The fact that Derek Lewis just started getting in shape now in his career, like, and and mind you, I'm not saying this disrespectfully. I respect this. Okay. This man just comes in for the paycheck. He fights. He knocks people out. And he goes home and enjoys his life. And if that's your decision, you know, if your decision is I don't want to be the champion, I don't want none of that, which I perfectly uh, understand on both sides. If you do want to be a champ, if you don't, this man is the best example, bro. He gets paid bank to come out usually for one round of a fight. Yeah. And get paid like 500k, bro. That's beautiful, bro. Do you? And I want to see him come back, bro. You know, he's in there for the sport. And anytime he gets a dub, I- I'm just excited to see him come back again. You know. And definitely, definitely, I would say, you know, definitely work on takedown defense. Um, don't just be lazy with it, you know. The nah, thing with Derek Lewis was like, nah, he'd be lazy sometimes. I know. Don't even work takedown defense, bro. Just pick an easier opponent, bro. Just pick one of these um, bottom, under top five heavyweights, bro. And I'm guaranteeing you're going to send those guys into the stratosphere with one punch. Yeah. Get your paycheck and come back, bro. Just do that, bro. But listen, we got we to gotta see him come up in the division a little bit. I need to see some spiciness. Nah, I'm good off that, bro. All right. I'll say, hey, cool. Boy, <laughs> Jolton Almeida, though, yeah, I, I need to see more work. I need to see hands. I need to see movement, advancements, uh, definitely submission attempts. Because you can't just, I don't know, as we talked about, there not there needs to be a lot of reform in, like, refing and, like, what the rules and regulations are. They got to change oh, yeah, it to, like, where you can't just sit on somebody, you know, and not be actively doing something yeah exactly i think i saw a cage grab this this card too really i don't remember the exact fight or not I, it didn't end up leading to anything but you gotta stop saying it grab. still i'm totally against it you know yeah. we have like i understand if you're not even because if you're a ufc level you gotta be having some cage training you know you know not to do that. So you know who I realize is a good a good ref for that type of stuff. I think Mark Goddard might be a good ref when it comes to because that motherfucker is always mad, bro. He's always mad at somebody. So I gotta I see like, his face, Mark. Uh, he's like British. He got the mustache. Uh, 
No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Keith Lee or something like that. Yeah, I see, I see him. Yeah, Mark Goddard, bro, he cut somebody. Um, the Bukowski's fight, the corner for the second round, they forgot to put the mouth guard in, and they they had to stop the fight real quick. And Mark Goddard had me a week, bro. He he, he was mad at the corner. He was like, what he the was. Fuck? I, re- I remember seeing that. Yeah, he was tight, bro. He was. He said something about the um. I don't remember what exactly what he said to them, but he basically like threatened them, like, "Oh, <laughs> you're gonna have to talk to the uh, what's the word? I keep forgetting the word. I have to talk to Dana." <laughs> basically, what he's saying, he's like, "You're you're gonna be like, this is a problem. Like, you, you're gonna have to see somebody." And then he said he's watching them. Oh, that was <laughs> that was mad funny, bro. <laughs> because Vitor Petrino was mad cool with it. He was like, oh, "Okay, okay." You know, but Mark Goddard, he was tight. Hilarious. Yeah. I need some of that refereeing. I need a And he has adaptability too, you know. He he's coming in and he's roughing the game. Yeah, bro. We need more 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 threatening referees. We need motherfuckers that come in and they're mad, bro. Yeah, man, for real. Um yeah. Herb Dean, I don't know. You're not making a list today, so feel me. And with uh you got anything else you want to say about this card? Nah, I mean, and there was a lot of people dropped out of this card too. Uh, mm. That would have exciting fights. Um, maybe that's for the better because my record is so nice now. But um, for my picks, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week. Next week's gonna be great. Oh, next great week start. UFC. What is that? Two ninety five. Main yeah, great event. Start. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get my picks. I wanna get my prelims, especially too. I wanna be uh, the prelim president, bro. I wanna get all <laughs> these shits right. So uh, let's try and continue the streak. I'm very excited, and uh, we'll see you next time, right? Yeah, with that, y'all bless. Be great. Thank you for tuning in to the Combat Corner. Tune in later this week for UFC 295 picks and talks. And with that, good night. Thank you, my boy. I'll see you next week.